Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Oh, friends, good morning. Happy Tuesday. I am so excited to be here with you guys again. Um, first off, I just have to say thank you so much. I've I got so many messages and DMs and Instagram and uh, telling me that you guys just really enjoyed this and it was fun for you to listen to, which it's so nervous putting yourself out there because yes, I am on Instagram a lot and yes, I blog and I've been doing this for seven-ish years, but uh, just sitting here and chatting for like 26 minutes <laughs> by myself is is new to me and so it was a very fun to hear um, and encouraging to hear the positive reactions from you guys. So I can't wait to continue to hopefully bring you great episodes. I don't know. I was telling my sister I was very much in my head with this episode because I was like, I don't know. I I feel like I have to deliver this time. And um and so I'm gonna try. Um we are there should be no baby chicks in the background today. They are I keep them inside at night um but they are stinky right now. So the minute I wake up in the morning I let them outside. I also saved a gecko this morning. Um this is obviously being recorded on Monday so Happy Tuesday, but this is Monday for me right now. Um, I saved a gecko off of a mouse glue trap, which I hate those things. Um, I didn't want them, but our pest control guy put them in the garage and the gecko was on there this morning. So I like quickly looked up how to remove them from the glue trap and I put paper down and then I got like butter as my lube (laughs) and I was like buttering him all up, uh, trying to release him. The kids were around me. I'm I'm calling that like our homeschool science project for the day, how to remove a reptile from a mousetrap. It was a fun time. We saved him. Um, He was very buttered up, but he scurried off going probably like what just happened to me um i don't know if they have nine lives but he probably got a few of them taken from him and then uh tomorrow i'm excited because tomorrow tuesday right now as you're listening to this hopefully uh they are they're coming to jack up the back of our house and redo our foundation i don't want to get a bit too head on here but a lot of you guys that listen do follow me on instagram as well and so um my life is obviously we're in the 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 deep part of redoing our house since we've been here for a month. There were things that had to be done as soon as possible. And so those are all in the works, trying to throw a garden in, all the things. It is, it's fun. I'm just telling myself, I asked for this. I prayed for this and I did, I did. So we are, we are excited about it. Um, We're a little emotional. I might cry every now and again, might kind of get mad every now and again too. That's okay. It's the seven stages of, four stages of moving, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but you know what I mean. Um, Anyhow, okay, so we are going to delve today more into the Pine Glen house because as I thought about it more, I really had to set up what happened at that house because it was very life-changing for me, everything that went on in Pine Glen, and there was a lot of self-discovery that went on while I was there too, and so we are just going to talk about that and then jump into our series on moving across the country. So I have my notes beside me here because I need to be held accountable and on track. I love a good rabbit trail. I'm like a dog with a squirrel. And so we're going to try to keep this um, on task here. We're going to keep on task. So the really, I think what set me apart at the Pineland house from the Shannon is I was just so ready for kind of the second stage of motherhood um, and tackling a new project. So with any new mother, the first time you have your child, the first child, I should say, you're, the first few years are very messy. Um, 
And it definitely gets easier as you gain more children or have more children. But the first child, you're just in a blur. You know, you don't under, there's this little thing. How are you in charge of this tiny little thing? You, they're going to actually let you take it home from the hospital and you have to care for it and make sure it stays alive. And is it breathing? Do I need to change its diaper? Is it hungry? You know, there's, so the first few years of motherhood, I would definitely say is a blur, especially if you have um, children within a short time span, which I did with my kids. I was a horrible pregnant person. I just was not great at it. <laughs> was not my favorite. Um, and so I had Tyron. Then I took 12 months off. And then I was like, if we're going to have another kid, we're going to do it quickly because I don't like being pregnant. And so we got pregnant with Evelyn and I had her and her and Tyron are exactly 23 months apart. So for one month of the year, um, they are they, they're right directly next to each other in age. So when Evelyn turns seven in July, Tyron will, is eight. So seven and eight. And then in August, Tyron turns nine. Um, so if anybody catches me at that time, like, how old are your kids? And I say, oh, seven and eight. They just kind of look at you like, what? <laughs> um, but so anyhow, the first few years at Shannon were messy and they were glorious and amazing. And I wouldn't take them back. I wouldn't change anything because you have to you have to go through the messy first years with your kids. You just, that's life. Um, and so, but once they can start wiping their own butts, once they can grab a string cheese from the fridge, um, once they start sleeping through the night, it's like Ariel and it's a whole new world. You just, there's this new lease on life that you kind of get, like you can actually, you've got maybe, you know, six to seven hours of sleep and you feel like you can conquer the world. And so that came with the perfect time to get the Pineland house because there was so many things that needed to be done there. Um, and the kids were at that perfect stage to where, yes, do they need me all the time? Uh-huh, 100%. Did I have to stop painting to go wipe a butt or do something else? Like, yes. Um, but it, it was fewer and far between them when they were obviously infants. And so um, it just felt exciting. I just, we moved there and it was a fresh start. Like, yes, it was overwhelming. But there was nothing structurally wrong with the house. It needed a new roof. Um, the shower was leaking downstairs. And so our brother-in-law originally, he came in, fixed that shower. Um, we tore it out, tiled it. It was beautiful. And then everything else was just kind of like, ah, oh, it doesn't look the best, but but we need to fix that. Or maybe the rail's shaking. We need to add a few more screws here. Or, you know, the sink moves, like the faucet moves. So Travis needs to secure that. So just a bunch of little things that we could do over time. It wasn't anything that was like, the house is not like this house, where it's like, the house is going to fall down. You need to fix this. <laughs> no, we save that for our third house project. Um, anyhow, so so I was kind of coming into my own, like things felt exciting again. Canning and gardening was even more exciting because I felt like I had more time, like Tyron and Evelyn would be in the garden with me before and it was so fun. But there's just this level of independence that they have that also frees you up. Um, and so when growing up, a lot of the times my mom, so <laughs> I was trying to see how I could say this and it wasn't, wouldn't be confusing. But by the time I remember my mom and dad, when I was old enough to remember them, they had already done the messy beginning years. They had already tried, you know, the canning this and the recipe for that and doing this and they'd failed at certain things. And so by the time I remember things, they were already established in their ways. They were set in what they wanted to do as far as the homestead and farming in life. Like obviously you flex and you change a little bit, but they had developed a pattern. And so I think part of me at Pine Glen, I kind of finally realized that I could develop my own pattern. Uh, my mom made canned or she made freezer jam. She loved to do raspberry and strawberry freezer jam, but I wanted to can my jam. And for a little while, I would feel guilty for trying to do these different things. But then I was like, my mom doesn't do exactly everything the way that her mother did. So there's no expect, not that she would ever expect that from me, but I, I guess I just... I expected that from myself. And so when I finally realized that 
the only person holding me back from trying and experimenting and maybe doing things a little bit different than I had previously was myself. And once I realized that and I realized I can kind of break out of whatever mold or box I put myself in because no one else had put me in there. I just for some reason decided that was what it should be. And I did. I was just like, I can try and experiment with all new recipes. I don't have to can the same things my mom canned or I don't have to make the same you know recipe that she made for this. I can do things differently. And maybe that's not a revelation that everyone has. And maybe I'm, I feel like I'm very super late to the maturity and to the, all the, I don't know, I feel like I'm late to most everything in my life. Like I feel like, oh, if I had only known this, you know, five or seven or 10 years ago, how much further could I be ahead? And I'm sure we all played that game um, to, to a certain extent for different things. But that's kind of how I feel just with the homesteading and the canning and all that kind of stuff is like, oh, I could be so much more ahead if I had just thought about things differently when I was younger. But you know, that's okay. Again, it's all the learning stage. You you don't graduate from high school 18 and you're done learning or college or whatever. You know, learning is a lifelong thing. And I think we beat ourselves up a lot, just like I am right now, um, when we realize we can do things differently or we we realize that it took us till 36 to, to figure something out. But that is okay. And I think we need to give ourselves grace with that. And so once I realized that I can try different recipes and I can do different things. Um, it just became so much more fun for me. And I couldn't, you know, my garden wasn't as big as I wanted it to be at Pine Glen. But you know what? I was at the base of Green Bluff, which was farm heaven. And so I would go up there and I would grab peaches and I would can peach salsa and I would get jalapenos and I would try to make different things with that. And I would be like, okay, let me see. Can I can cherry pie filling? Um, and so I got to play so much. Um, and it is just so funny because as much as I was afraid to deviate from what my mom and my dad had done with the canning and the homesteading stuff, uh, it was the complete opposite with home decor. There, I had no reservations with that as far as changing things up or doing things differently. When we grew up, uh, we were always, my parents were very financially conscious conscious um and they am i they did not my mom did not want to waste money and so she always had a clean house a nice house a beautiful house but she never like went full out with with decor and such i suppose at our first house in olympia she did a little bit more but once we moved um over to spokane we were kind of pin pinching pennies a little bit they had built the house they were trying to give us this life with the farm with the animals and so you had you know there's certain things that you can't do um or just they're not as high a priority. And so um, we always lived in just kind of a very basic house. And it was it was beautiful and it was wonderful and it was home. Um, but when I moved to Pine Glen, I have always been, um, and it started as Shannon, but I have been like, if do I want to paint a wall? Sure. Am I going to spend five days trying to figure out what color I want? No, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to find a color that makes me happy. I'm going to buy a gallon of it and I'm going to paint my wall. I am... It, it gives me anxiety if a, if a decision takes too long, which obviously has failed me many, many times. And I have had to go back and fix things, but that is not how I work. I have to be in the moment. It has to be now. I have to figure it out and we have to move forward. The movie I hate the most is Groundhog Day. It gives me such like I can hardly stand watching it because playing the same thing over and over again. If I am not moving forward in life, I feel like I am dying. And that is every day. That is with everything I do, which again is is a benefit and also detriment. I can't sit on a decision for too long. I have to make the decision because it's just going to give me anxiety if I sit and I think about it over and over again and I'm going to overthink and we all process things differently. And so some people do have to take days to think about something. I'm even feeling like huffy talking about this. Like I'm getting anxious because that's just, I can't 
I can't think about it too much. I have to make a decision and move on. Um, and so, and so when I do things at the house, I'm like, do I want this here anymore? No. Am I going to put a Sharpie on my wall and make Sharpie shiplap? Sure. I'm going to do that. I'm going to paint this, this color. I'm going to rip out this floor. It's going to sit concrete forever. Actually, my dog kept me with that. We, I hated the flooring downstairs. It was awful. And I was painting something on top of the flooring and I didn't really care about the floor because I hated the color. Um, but the dog came over and knocked it over his tail and spilled the whole gallon on the carpet. And I was like, whoops, guess we have to rip it out. And so we did. And we lived with it for about six months until I was in a partnership with with Hewn Flooring, which huge shout out to Hewn. I'm, I'm getting, this is a rabbit trail. I'm getting totally off track here, but Hewn Flooring is my favorite flooring ever. Um, I put it all over my last house. It's amazing with animals. Um, this is not sponsored. Well, I mean, I have worked with them in sponsorship before, but I don't even care. I would buy all their stuff and just put it in my house again because they have the most amazing flooring. But anyhow, we ripped out that floor because the dogs built the paint on it and we lived for six months without flooring. I thought about painting and I thought about doing a bunch of other things. Point is, is that I'm not afraid to take risks in my home decor because you know what? You can always repaint a wall and if you need to build a wall back or if you need to do something, you can do that. As long as you're not, you know, ripping out the side of your house or something like that, it's all good. So I am a risk taker when it comes to home decor, which I think is one of the reasons that, um, that, that people they follow me because they're afraid to do the things that I do. And so they're just, they wonder how it's going to work out. And it's all just kind of like a, well, what's she going to do today? And is it actually going to work out? And sometimes it doesn't, but I usually share those parts too. Um, so there was definitely no reservations when it came to home decor, which is one of the things I think is the reason that it's gone so well. And I've done um, several partnerships. I've done lots of several traveling. I've worked with Home Depot, lots of different companies um, on my blog when it comes to home decor and DIY. And it has been such a great joy and just another facet of our Pine Glen house. Pine Glen really showed me that I could be a mother, that I could be a homesteader, and I could also be a businesswoman. And was it difficult? Yes, but I, but I had to, I had to, I had to work. I had to blog. For me, for writing and doing things, it's life. It's breath. It's, it's very important to me. And so I didn't do it because I wanted to get rich or I didn't do it because, you know, financially, yes, I appreciate the extra income. Yes, I, I love, I mean, it's, it's, doing that helped us to be able to do things in our house a lot quicker than if I we had to save for it and just do it on our on our own income but I would have been doing it either way (laughs) because I loved it so much so why not also try to get paid for it at the same time and so that's what I did so I mean was it hard juggling all those balls I suppose but for me it would have been harder not to uh and that's just I think part of being in your 30s is kind of figuring out okay, this is who I am and it's okay that I'm this way and it's okay that I operate this way. I think in our 20s, a lot of the times we look at everyone else around us and we're like, well, should I be that or should I be this or that person seems like they have their life together. And that's a lot of the way it is on Instagram too where you're looking at all these different people. Um, But I think in your 30s, you kind of come to this realization where it doesn't matter what someone else is doing. It matters if are you, are you, in prayer? Are you asking, are you seeking God in your life? Are you praying over your family, over your children? Is God giving you a desire that is in your heart? Because I don't believe that God's going to give you that desire if you are in the word and praying for and praying and you're, and you are with him. He's not going to put that on your heart unless it's something that he wants you to do or to experiment or to try. And so I, and so I did. And once I realized that I could try to do all this and as long as my kids were fed and they were loved and they were my top priority, 
it's okay to blog and it's okay to take pictures and it's okay to experiment and enjoy your house. If there is a desire that is placed on my heart, I really just try to block out the noise and I try to go to my Bible and the Word and God and I try to pray. And usually, you know, if you pray about it and you're really thinking about it, I don't feel that God places desires on our hearts unintentionally or because he doesn't want us to do them. Um, I, I feel like if he's giving, if there's something that you're excited about or you want to experiment with or you want to try to do and you're in the word and you are praying, I don't think that that's something that shouldn't be pursued. I think it should be. I think it's there for a reason. And so I try to, um, it's, I was telling Travis just with this whole move, I, was praying and it felt like such an important, it felt like we needed to do this. This was what God was telling us to do. And then we would go and we would talk to someone else and there would be these outside voices and all of a sudden I would be unsure and they would be saying certain things and and making reservations and concerns and it's definitely good and okay to listen to these, especially from people who are very important to you. Um, but I just, I would feel messy in my head like I would be confused but yet when I went back and I prayed about it again it was clear it's time to go and so um if there's a desire that is placed on your heart then we need to pursue it (laughs) um and and I've learned that and so I before I would I go back and forth about decisions and I go back and forth about things but now I'm just like if that's what we're supposed to do then I'm going to try to make it happen and usually if you press forward and you ask questions and you call and you um, make inquiries it's very apparent very quickly if that's something that you're supposed to pursue or not um, and so uh, where was I even going with that um, I don't know <laughs> so let's back up again I guess and go back so Pine Glen just really established the fact that I loved being home and and working and writing and every company I got to work with it was just like so exciting for me because I did that it was me I took enough pretty pictures or I blogged or they liked my writing enough that they wanted to work with me and it was just being home with your kids every day is such a joy and they love you and it's amazing but when you have um, a company come and say yes we want to work with you like you see you are exactly what we need in a partnership that's just so exciting for me that is how I've always wanted to operate is just kind of picking and choosing what I want to do and who I want to work with and that's what I get to do on a blog and so I just felt like everything was lining up but at the same time it just the house was feeling not enough and just um, there was a lot going on in our world obviously um, we got I remember standing in my living room drinking coffee January of 2020 and it was before the pandemic stuff it was just like a whisper across the ocean I suppose um, but there were some other things going on and I was sipping coffee and I had never wanted to move. When, when Travis and I had first got married, Travis said, now's the time. Do you want to go anywhere? I'm up for something like anything. Do you want to go somewhere? And I said, no, I love our family. I love where we're at. Let's just stay. And so it from then on, it was never a thing that I wanted to move. N- never. And I just remember sipping coffee that morning in my living room and a small voice said, it's time to go. And I almost tear up even thinking about it now because it was just, I was not expecting it. It was not something I was pursuing in the least. And so I just sat there or I stood there looking out the window with my coffee going, what, what? And I was like having this inner conflict in my head and I could just hear God whispering, it's time to go. And obviously it was like a two-year process, but 
I told Travis about it and Travis is definitely more reserved. So I am I am the adventurer. I am the risk taker. Travis is the let's calculate and sit down and run numbers. <laughs> and that is what makes us such a great team. It also what makes us butt heads a lot of the time, but it also is like my grounding force and, and I get him out of his safety bubble. And so um, it took longer for him to kind of come around to the same thing, but yet we prayed together. I prayed um, and it just, it felt like we needed to move. And so I obviously didn't want to tell a bunch of people. It wasn't something I announced on Instagram. We're moving because I, I didn't know if it, I was still questioning it. I was still questioning. I'm like, did that really happen? Was I standing in my living room? And I just felt like we had to move. And so there was a lot of um, reservations going into it, but I started looking at Zillow and I started, and when I, when I felt this or when it was told to me in my head, time to move, um, I clearly knew that it meant out of state, like not no longer in Washington. Um, and we had several things going on. And then the pandemic, a lot more things went on. And um, this is not a political podcast in any way, shape or form. So we're not going to delve into that. But it just, it wasn't the place that I really wanted to raise my kids anymore. Um, and it, even if we had, there was a point where I had decided I, I was pretty sure we wanted to move to a farm, um, but the prices in Washington State uh, went absolutely bonkers. And anything that we wanted to buy, I didn't want to afford. <laughs> not that we could not have afforded it, but it would have strapped our family so much and I just did not want to incur that much debt on a 30-year home loan that I was like, this is not something that we are willing to do. And the same with Travis. When we started looking at this kind of stuff, it was just like, gosh, you know, this is going to be a very, very long-term thing with a very, very large amount of money. And it's going to cost us other things in our lives. And do we want it to cost us these things to get this one thing? Um, and so there's a lot of running numbers and running ideas and running your future basically in your head to try to figure out what exactly it is that you're trying to do. Um, and we just started, I was like, you know what? I, I don't really care where, but I'm just going to start searching places. Um, and so I was on Zillow all over the United States, friends. I decided, okay, this is the one thing I decided, is that there would be less snow. I have been in the Pacific Northwest my entire life, and I have never enjoyed winter. I'm not, our family, even Travis, we're not huge outdoor winter sports people. We don't snowshoe. <laughs> I mean, we should have, we should have taken advantage of some of these things. We lived at the base of Mount Spokane, you know, but, um, but we never did, but we loved summer and we had a boat for a long time and summer was our jam. Spring, summer, fall, give it to us. Winter, thanks, we'll take a pass. Like, can I be a, like a bear and just hibernate? Um, and so, I was like, if we're going to go somewhere, I'm just going to go somewhere with less winter. And so we initially started looking at, I don't even know if I should get into that today. Okay, I won't do that. I won't get in that today. I'm, I'm just setting us up for the move. Um, and so we did a lot of research, a lot of looking around. At the same time, we were still living our life. We were still doing the normal things that we do. I was still working with brands and partnerships. Our house was nowhere near finished, which there was some um, reservations for me there because I felt almost like I owed the Pine Glen house. And it's weird to owe a material thing something, but I just felt like it was such a gift to us. And it, so I'll have to just figure out how to add things in our show notes, but we found the Pine Glen house actually not through Zillow, but, um, I went to pick up a shirt from one of the ladies in that neighborhood who, um, who sold clothing from her home. 
Um, and we drove by the house, me and my friend Sarah, and there was a for sale sign in front of it. And she was like, she knew I was looking for houses. And she was like, you should look at that house. And I said, absolutely not. That's way more than we can afford. I could never live in this neighborhood. It's beautiful. It's stunning. It's too, it's too much. Like it's too high class for us. And she was like, you should look. And so I just couldn't get the house out of my head. And so the next night I was, I told Travis when he got home from work, I said, let's drive by this house. I just want to show it to you. And so we drove by it and the for sale sign was down. And so I kind of panicked because I just, you know, you get that, you get this little small inkling in the back of your head and you're like, maybe, maybe it's a possibility. And so, um, so we called my cousin who's a realtor and she was like they just took it off the market because they're going to fix it up a little bit over the winter time and try to sell it in the spring um, but they are willing to still show it to you and she told us the price and everything and we were just like this this could be a possibility and it ended up happening and so it was all because I went to pick up a shirt <laughs> um, from one of the neighbors there um, Jessica Taylor Ray Boutique I should list that too anyhow she has a wonderful business and sells amazing clothes um, but that was how we found the Pine Glen and so I just felt like the Pine Glen had gifted herself to us like she showed she showed us and um, and so I just felt like I owed fixing her up in the entirety before we could before we gave her away, like I, I owed her that. Um, and we did not fix her up the whole way, but at the same time, we did some bathroom renos, we did new flooring and almost the entire house. Like, yes, were there things that I wish we could have completed? Yeah, um, I wish we could have redone the kitchen and I wish we could have redone the master, um, the master bathroom. But overall, I am very happy with what we did to her and, um, and how we fixed her up, so. That is going to be it for today, friends, and I will see you back next Tuesday. Make sure you're following along in real time on Instagram, Aaron underscore Waylon. No, wait. Yeah, Aaron underscore Waylon underscore online. Just the Aaron Waylon was taken. Go figure. Um, and it's E-R-Y-N, spelled with a Y. Uh, yeah, so I will talk to you guys next week as we begin our series moving across the country. And I think the first one's called A Leap of Faith. So there we go.